all the lovers of the strange. The sky watchers of the night. Hello, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you're a UFO enthusiast like me, you've likely noticed that there is a current push for government transparency when it comes to UFOs. People are clamoring for the U.S. government to disclose what it knows about UFOs and finally come clean after all these years of denial and secrecy. There's been lots of global mainstream media coverage about UFOs in the U.S. government this year. And the real driving force behind this recent push for government UFO information is that request for a UFO report by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence that first appeared in the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 in June of 2020 and eventually found its way into the large omnibus appropriations bill at the end of 2020. We've certainly discussed this on previous episodes, but to quickly summarize, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence requested that the Director of National Intelligence assemble a report on UFOs. Specifically, this report is supposed to include UFO data and reports held by the Navy, data from FBI UFO investigations, and suggestions for how to improve interagency data sharing. The Senate Select Committee on Intelligence requested that this report be submitted in an unclassified form, but noted that a classified annex could be included. The requesters wanted this report within 180 days of the enactment of the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021, which, again, took place at the end of 2020. So plenty of people are holding their breath, expecting a big public data dump and relevatory disclosures from the government in June. Let's reel in our emotion-fueled expectations and assumptions for a minute and look at what we actually know at this point, which isn't very much. We know the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence requested a report. We know it requested to have that report within 180 days from December 27, 2020. That means it could be issued sooner, but it's also possible that it will take longer than 180 days. We know that the request is for an unclassified report, but as we've explained on this show previously, unclassified doesn't necessarily mean public. Unclassified documents have to be cleared for public release. That's basically what we know about this report. It has nothing to do with a desire by the government to be transparent about the UFO issue. There's no shortage of media coverage lately making claims that, with this report, the U.S. government is finally going to reveal what it knows about UFOs. And that's just inaccurate. If and when the public is able to see the contents of this report, it will likely contain a few UFO cases, including radar and other data collected associated with those incidents. And that will be awesome. We all love reading about sightings and seeing supporting data. But... Interesting UFO encounters aren't anything new. You know, I love constantly reminding you that UFOs are seen every day all around the world by people from all walks of life. UFO sightings have been documented since the emergence of written communication. And governments around the world have investigated UFOs, 
both publicly and secretly. On Sunday, May 16th, the long-running U.S. investigative journalism news program 60 Minutes aired a story about the impending UFO report from the Director of National Intelligence and about the recently hyped Navy UFO incidents. We have tackled many strange stories on 60 Minutes, but perhaps none like this. It's the story of the U.S. government's grudging acknowledgement of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, more commonly known as UFOs. After decades of public denial, the Pentagon now admits there's something out there, and the U.S. Senate wants to know what it is. The Intelligence Committee has ordered the Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense to deliver a report on the mysterious sightings by next month. For this segment, 60 Minutes correspondent Bill Whitaker interviewed several people, including Luis Elizondo, who headed up the Pentagon's UFO program that officially ran from 2007 through 2012, known as ATIP, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. So what you're telling me is that UFOs, unidentified flying objects, are real. Bill, I think we're beyond that already. The government has already stated for the record that they're real. I'm not telling you that. The United States government is telling you that. We're so far beyond the question of whether UFOs are real, aren't we? Yes and no. We know, for a fact, that unidentified objects are seen in our skies. We know that pilots, private, commercial, and military, see UFOs all the time. We know that military personnel, scientists, police officers, and people like you see UFOs every day. And we know that governments around the world, including the United States, have had official projects to study and investigate UFOs. The existence of unknown aerial objects is a reality. However, for the general public, the established and accepted norm is that UFOs do not exist. I'm not even talking about the possibility that some small percentage of UFOs could have extraterrestrial origins. The simple idea that there are objects in our airspace that our governments, military, and scientists can't identify or explain is an idea that the general public hasn't accepted yet. So that's why this question continues to pop up, and that's a major contributing factor to the media buzz we're seeing associated with the military UFO photos and videos and the impending Senate UFO report. But getting back to this report, and the motivation behind it having nothing to do with the desire by the government for UFO transparency, even people who played primary roles in orchestrating the report request don't think it will contain much. Lou Elizondo shared his pessimism during a May 29th appearance on Tucker Carlson Tonight. Well, what we should learn is exactly that, what the U.S. government knows about this topic and has known for a while. It's a threat assessment that's supposed to be conducted at the unclassified level and then provided to Congress, which is a a report that is expected to be comprehensive. And certainly that's a report that Congress deserves. Unfortunately, what we might get is something that is much more watered down. And uh, I think from, from my perspective, that's probably the most concerning part of this. The last thing we need is more obfuscation. Let's briefly talk about an investigation into the Department of Defense's handling of the UFO issue that was launched by the DOD's Inspector General. On May 3rd, the IG's office issued a memo announcing an, quote, evaluation of the DOD's actions regarding the unidentified aerial phenomena, end quote. This memo details, quote, 
The objective of this evaluation is to determine the extent to which the DOD has taken actions regarding Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAP. We may revise the objective as the evaluation proceeds, and we will consider suggestions for management for additional or revised objectives." Since this memo was issued, there's been plenty of speculation about this IG investigation, including why it was triggered and by whom. Let's look at what the IG does. The office of the IG detects and deters fraud, waste, and abuse in Department of Defense programs and operations. It promotes the economy, efficiency, and effectiveness of the DOD, and it helps ensure ethical conduct throughout the DOD. None of these are good news for the UFO report. Some have speculated that this investigation or evaluation was prompted by Lou Elizondo or others because department and agencies are being less than forthcoming with information requests related to the assembly of the report. Lou has refused to comment on that, but Danny Sheehan, a constitutional litigation and appellate attorney who has reportedly been retained by Lou, has publicly asserted that there is not one IG UFO evaluation taking place, but rather two, or even three. And he alleges that one was indeed initiated by Lou Elizondo. Here's another great opportunity for me to throw in a little trivia nugget. Danny Sheehan is somebody I've met several times over the year and certainly had as a speaker at the International UFO Congress when I was one of the organizers of that event. And Danny Sheehan is one of several individuals who randomly showed up at my wedding uninvited so many years ago. There's a fun random detail for you. Anyway, Lou commented on the IG evaluation during his recent appearance on Tucker Carlson Tonight. With the announcement of the new IG Inspector General evaluation into this uh, into this topic, and, and more importantly, the last three years of Pentagon obfuscation, um, hopefully the, those elements of resistance in the Pentagon will uh, will realize that 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 type of resistance at this point is is rather futile. So again, this pretty clearly demonstrates that. No, the government hasn't all of a sudden decided to pivot and become forthcoming and transparent when it comes to the UFO subject. Also, I'll point out that we've seen a government investigation or evaluation related to UFOs before. In 1994, New Mexico Congressman Stephen Schiff requested that the Government Accountability Office, Congress's investigative branch, investigate whether the government covered up what really crashed in Roswell in 1947. And he initiated this request because he was beyond frustrated by having his request for information ignored by the Department of Defense. It's this GAO pressure that led to the Air Force issuing their Roswell report, which declared that what crashed and was recovered in Roswell was not a weather balloon, as had previously been claimed, but instead a balloon from Project Mogul designed to listen for Soviet nuclear detonations. This report failed to address the reports of recovered bodies from the crash, and the GAO wasn't impressed. Then in 1997, I believe, the Air Force followed that up with its Roswell Report Case Closed, where it offers crash test dummies as the explanation for what people saw. Another interesting parallel to this Roswell probe and what we're seeing now in the government is that in the early 90s, the UFO community was heavily pushing for the disclosure of Roswell information and actively trying to generate congressional interest. There was even a petition requesting that President Clinton declassify, quote, any information regarding the existence of UFOs or extraterrestrial intelligence, end quote. 
a petition that was supported and promoted by the J. Allen Hynek Center for UFO Studies, the Fund for UFO Research, and the Mutual UFO Network. Of course, as the internet became more of a thing, and obviously with the rise of social media, the voice of UFO activism was amplified. We're certainly experiencing that right now. There have been UFO lobbyists for years and years. And it was just announced last week that a UFO political action committee has been formed. This UFO PAC was founded by public relations executive Darius Fisher, and he's joined by Matt McCowiak, a Republican consultant, and Peter Ragone, a political advisor to Democratic California Governor Gavin Newsom. This group's website explains that the UFO PAC is dedicated to, quote, educating the American public and financially supporting politicians who advocate for the full disclosure of information about unidentified flying objects, end quote. On May 20th, the group posted on social media, quote, We're proud to launch UFOPAC.org today. Please like if you think our leaders in Washington should declassify any and all information related to UFO and UAP, end quote. Government UFO disclosure is all the rage. And that's cool, I guess. The funny thing about disclosure is that it's been all the rage since I became professionally involved in the UFO research field 13 years ago. Everybody was talking about disclosure. Several people were hyping up and even bragging about Pentagon UFO briefings, building UFO disclosure countdown clocks, and making prediction after prediction about presidents who were guaranteed to be the disclosure president. I've always had mixed feelings about disclosure. It's certainly not anything I've personally pushed for or lost any sleep over waiting for it to occur. But as you may have heard me say many times before, if there are people who want to pursue that avenue, then awesome. Good for them. I certainly support exploring various areas and methods when it comes to exploring the UFO mystery. But I personally don't think there's much benefit from pushing the government to reveal UFO information. For a few reasons. First, the government has addressed UFOs so many times in the past, and that's almost always had negative results. These past moments of disclosure have directly belittled UFO researchers and anybody who takes UFOs seriously, completely ignored and even disparaged witnesses, bolstered the idea in the eyes of the general public that all UFOs are explainable, and added fuel to keep the UFO stigma rolling. Second, because of what UFOs are, unknown objects or craft, and because of what the government does, the military more specifically, is from a military standpoint. Data collected and information learned from military UFO encounters isn't something that would be released to the public at least until the object in question has been identified as something mundane. Again, from a military standpoint, that's a national security issue, and those details aren't shared with the public. And for good reason. The general public isn't privy to everything the military knows or everything they do. And obviously, they shouldn't be either. And third, I really don't think the U.S. government has all that much to say when it comes to UFOs. Sure, they likely have some cool UFO cases that include data collected from various sources, providing supporting evidence that a particular object involved in a particular incident was demonstrating remarkable characteristics. And as cool as that stuff is, it doesn't really answer any questions. And look, the government is big. It's really big. It's a bunch of different departments, branches, and agencies all doing their own thing and not communicating or sharing information with each other. And within these different departments, branches, and agencies are people. 
a bunch of individual, fallible, regular people. As we've witnessed recently, there's so much mixed messaging being delivered from government spokespeople regarding the UFO subject. Unfortunately, some disclosure advocates have become so hungry, so needy for government UFO disclosure, that they aren't interested at all in the truth. In reality, they hear what they want to hear, they celebrate and highlight statements that conform to and bolster the narrative that aligns with their own personal beliefs, but they also ignore statements from these same spokespeople that aren't beneficial to that narrative. It's unfortunate, but that's just human nature. I get it. But for people who are truly interested in the truth and wanting to learn more about UFOs and reduce the stigma around this topic so scientists, academics, and others will be more willing to dip their toes in the UFO research waters to help try to better understand and possibly even explain some of the thousands of UFO sightings that take place every year, selective listening and forcing things to fit a desired outcome is a pointless effort. All the UFO buzz happening right now is exciting to see. And it's easy to get caught up in it. But we have to keep things in perspective. With the recent hyped Navy UFO photos and videos, we have to remember that almost everything associated with these is assumption based on extremely limited information. For the most part, the only detail about these that has been officially confirmed is that they were photographed or captured on video by Navy personnel. That's it. All the other details to this point are at least third-hand stories. In some of these cases, we're fortunate to have heard first-hand witness testimony, but most of what makes these cases sound remarkable is data that was reportedly registered by radar and other military systems. We don't have confirmation of this data, and it certainly hasn't been shared with the public. And even with that, as objective researchers, we need to keep in mind that electronic warfare systems are capable of interfering with systems, scrambling, jamming, and even spoofing the objects and data shown on tracking systems. That military technology has been around and in use by the U.S. military since the 80s, so imagine how much better that technology is today. The bottom line is that there's always going to be mystery and intrigue when it comes to military activities military engagements of unknown or unusual craft, and secretive military technology. So don't expect the military to be forthcoming when it comes to disclosing everything about UFO incidents. I've always been of the opinion that true government disclosure on the UFO topic will never happen. And that's still my personal feeling on the issue. The primary reason behind that thought is, like I mentioned, I really don't think the government knows all that much about UFOs. They keep demonstrating that. And I always think back to Lou Elizondo's statement that he made back in 2017 when he took the stage as part of the launch of To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science that announced the government's UFO effort had just figured out that UFOs even exist. It was in this position I learned that the phenomena is indeed real. All the activity and attention on UFOs right now is pretty exciting. And I'm looking forward to seeing what transpires, what information is released to the public in coming months, and how the general public reacts to it all. But in the end, I don't expect a new era of UFO transparency from the government. And that's fine. Yes, the government should be taking UFOs seriously, and the military should be examining and investigating UFO encounters. But I suspect they do that already. That's part of what the military does. 
Rather than hoping for juicy UFO details from the government, I think there's better worth in generating community support and placing public pressure on academic institutions, scientists, curious wealthy individuals, and even specific units of the government, like the FAA, to get involved in investigating individual cases. Because every UFO sighting or incident is different. Sure, there's something to be learned about UFOs in a broad sense by evaluating data, looking for patterns, similarities, etc. But every incident is different and needs individual attention. That's the only way to provide real answers. That's where the real value is, being able to identify what this particular object was, to be able to identify something truly mysterious there, or to pinpoint and positively conclude that this specific object was an extraterrestrial spacecraft. I don't know. I really don't. UFOs are hard. And that, again, is because every UFO sighting is different. There is no single answer. This subject, this phenomenon, if you will, is tremendously broad. So again, it's great that people are looking at this thing from a wide variety of angles, trying all sorts of different approaches. It's cool that lawmakers are taking an interest. That also isn't new, but hey, it's always good to get new discussions started and to increase the awareness that, of course, UFOs are real. Well, citizens, that's going to do it for this episode. You can find more episodes of Unknown on all the major podcast platforms. And you can always find this show and our other shows at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Thanks again for hanging out today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do us a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange. (laughs) 